Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired, Flipboard. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. Looking to brush off on the latest on the Oklahoma City Thunder or NBA in general? You can read stories from Bleacher Report, Fansided, Sports Illustrated, and more. Maybe you just want to be a more informed citizen. Well, you can read from the top magazines and newspapers around the world, including New York Times, New Yorker, The Inquirer, and more. When you see the stories that you want to save or share, tap the plus button to add them to private or public collections. It's that simple. Used by millions of people every day, Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. Get started now at Flipboard.com or just download them in the App Store. Merry Christmas, Thunder fans. You are listening to Topic Thunder. All right, and welcome in to another recap podcast of Topic Thunder. Uh, we are recapping the, the Christmas game between the Thunder and the Rockets, which unfortunately the the Thunder lost 113 to 109. Um, and it's you know, it was one of those games where they had the lead for much of the game, uh, but in the second half, because of stalled offense. And because of just James Harden's greatness, I mean, James Harden, as much as we like to, you know, chide on him a little bit, and he used to be a Thunder player, and and there's no bad blood between the Thunder and James Harden like there is between Durant or Reggie Jackson and the Thunder, Um, but James Harden has become one of the hardest people to guard in the game, and he did it to us this game. You know, he, he scored, what was it, 40... 41 points. 41 points on 35 shots. Yeah, he was 15 of 35. Yeah, 15 of 35. But, I mean, it was just one of those things where every time we looked like we were going to go ahead and, you know, get away with the game, he would come back and do something. He would either hit a three, he would either drive in, get a, you know, and one, find the open guy. Um, And it was very difficult. You know, we had Ferguson. We had Paul George. We had, you know, Jeremy Grant. Tommy trying to guard him, and, and it just nothing was working against him. And, you know, he actually he actually pretty much beat us today. Yeah, he had an all types of nights. So he's seventh consecutive 30-point uh, game mm-hmm. for Houston. That's a Houston record. He also had 22 rebounds from Clint Capella, which I believe it ties the uh, Christmas Day game record. Um, just a lot of things went well for them in the second half. Um, yep. And the fact that he's just crafty at getting contact and drawing those fouls uh, from incidental contacts, uh, the rip move, the uh, step back move, and he was just able to hit shots and make the right passes at the right time. So 
you know, let's just go ahead and move on to uh, let's go ahead and, and hit up the uh, the TiVo. So if you if you happen to not be able to see the game, if you were opening presents, if you were, you know, maybe you had a late night and you just woke up a little bit late, um, you know, don't even worry about it. Don't fret. We got your back. Uh, let's go ahead and hit up the TiVo. You don't have to tell me why you need TiVo. All right, so looking at the first quarter. So the first quarter, uh, first of all, Abrinas was out of this game because of an illness. That dude needs some vitamin C. I don't know what the heck is up with him. I don't know if they need to check, you know, do some blood work on this guy. Um, but that guy needs some vitamin C in his diet. He needs to start drinking a whole bunch of orange juice. And he needs to stay away from sick kids. He definitely needs to do something because there's a lot of DNP's illnesses for Alex Abrinas. Yes. So he was out for this game. Um, so, you know, Thunder, the Thunder started off real good. Um, they were very balanced in that first quarter. Um, lots of great reads from especially Russell Westbrook, but the team, just basically the team as a whole, because there were some plays where, you know, Adams got the ball on the inside and, you know, Ferguson or Grant was open on the three-point line and he would find them. Um, it was just, you know, it was good reads from the team. They were playing good offense. Um, you know, it was just it, it was just something that it it's kind of sucks because the Thunder do this where they start off the game and they look real good as far as team basketball, and then as the game goes on, it becomes more and more of a one-on-one type thing between you know with Russ Brook and uh, with Paul George and with Shooter sometimes, and it just it just kind of devolves into that, and that kind of sucks because what gets lost in that mix is Adams. Adams kind of gets lost in that mix because Adams. Had a great first half, and I don't even think he touched the ball that much in the second half. No, he really didn't. And the thing is, is he's not the type of guy that can go get his own shot, you know, per se and play hero basketball. Mm-hmm. That's not Adams' game. Adams' game is predicated on the movement of the flow and the rhythm of the game, and he's going to make the right decision, uh, which, like you said, is, is kind of sucks because that was an area where he was doing really well. Um, I mean, Capilla – uh, Capella was giving him a hard time, and of course they brought they dusted off Nene um, from retirement land, <laughs> and Nene of course gives him fits because he's just a bigger body. I didn't even know I didn't know Nene was still playing. Man. I didn't either. Um, and you know Adams unfortunately was kind of a casualty of that game. One thing that team basketball wise you saw a lot throughout this game is the Thunder would you know tippy toe down that baseline. With backdoor cuts, and Adams was there. I know he found Jeremy Grant a couple times. Mm-hmm. You know, with that right bounce pass right there, and Jeremy Grant for the dunk or for the reverse layup. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so basically, the, this first quarter was a microcosm of what we're going to see for the entire game because um, Harden, um, he was basically the end all, be all for the for the Rockets in that first quarter. Um, so he had 11 points. He had two rebounds, one assist. Uh, on 5 of 12 shooting. So he shot 12 times in that first quarter. If that didn't tell you how this game was going to play out, you know, that should have told you the story right there. Uh, but ended up being 22 to 22 after one. Uh, pretty even distribution for the Thunder. PG had two points. He didn't really have a good first, first quarter, uh, but he had two points, four rebounds, one assist. Uh, Grant had four and four. Uh, Adams had eight, three, and two. Just think about that for Adams. Adams in one quarter, in the first quarter, he had eight points, three rebounds, two assists. So he was doing real good. Uh, Ferg had three and one. Um, and then Russell had three points, one rebound, and three assists. Uh, so as far as first half stats, 
Um, OKC won the rebounding battle 17 to 13. They had seven offensive rebounds during that time. Um, here's a surprising stat. So as far as assists for that quarter, OKC had six assists. Houston had one. So that kind of showed you what kind of game plan there were. You know, it was going to be James Harden all the way. And the Thunder pretty much shut down any avenue for him to pass it. So Harden had to take it every time, basically. Yeah, without Chris Paul in that game, there's definitely going to be a lower amount of assists coming from Houston, just yeah. in general. Um, yeah, but it was, it's just surprising because you hear about you hear about James Harden. He's a shooting guard, but he's also a point guard mm-hmm. type thing. And it was just surprising that at the end of that quarter, you know, even though it was 22 to 22, one assist for Houston. That was just surprising to me. Um, and then turnovers, six for OKC and then five for Houston. So moving on to the second quarter. Uh, so in the second quarter, a couple spectacular plays by Hamadou Diallo. Uh, so he got a, a monster, you know, putback dunk off of a, a Patterson miss for OKC's first points of the second quarter. And then a couple minutes later, he did this this layup that was like a double clutch, just falling by the wayside type thing off the glass, high off the glass. Like the things he does sometimes, they seem to defy physics as far as the mechanics of how the ball goes into the basket. Uh, but I'm, I'm, you know, it's just those were his only points of the quarter of the first half. But I was completely surprised by those. Yeah, plays. they were impressive to say the least, and a little surprising because. Hamadou Diallo is still a guy that's still learning the game, mm-hmm. and he's more raw talent than he is basketball IQ. Yeah, and just some of the stuff that he does, it's like he doesn't know any better, so he just does it, and it just happens to go in. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> he he's just he's he's that guy. He, you know, he's like you said, he doesn't have a lot of basketball IQ, but the athleticism. You know, everybody in the NBA for the most part is athletic. You know, compared to you and I, everybody else that's listening, they're very athletic, but Tommy has a different level of athleticism. Russell Westbrook has a different level of athleticism that allows them to make these crazy plays that they look like something that me and you would pull a hamstring or completely, you know, detach a limb if we tried to do that. I pulled the hamstring just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, so so how about this for a weird lineup that I saw middle of the, of the second quarter? Russ, Schroeder, Hami, Nader. And Noel. <laughs> I did notice that Nader got out there pretty early. I was like, is that, is that, I had to do a double take? I thought it was, was Alex Sabrina. Like, I was like, wait a minute, is that Nader? And then I was like, wait, wait, wait. Alex is not out. Is Alex, Alex not in this game? <laughs> Went to Twitter. You know, I was like, is that Nader? Yeah. It's just weird seeing like Nader doesn't get in the game at all. And usually, if in a situation like that, they would probably go TLC over Nader. I know. And still, you know, so. Obviously, Billy Donovan and the coaching staff saw something there that Nader could exploit. And not for lack of confidence, Nader pulled up, had a couple good looks, just didn't go down. Didn't make them, yeah. Um, so, refs, man. Refs. They were touchy. They were, I mean, but, so there was an obvious foul on a, on a Russ three-pointer. Oh, and, Eric Gordon, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, Russ, he, he didn't get the call. You know how Russ Russ gets mm-hmm. he, when he doesn't get a call. He usually does a frustration foul mm-hmm. on on the other team, so he fouled Gordon. Um, and then it's you know, so he could talk quickly, to Tony Brooks exactly, or Tony Brothers, Tony Brothers, yeah, Tony. And Brooks. then quickly got teed up. That's his tenth. He tied of the season. He's, He's tied, tied with, with Drummond. Andre Drummond, yeah. But the thing is, like, sixteen years suspended the next game. Yeah. 
we still got what that was game what 30 we're not halfway through the season 32 33 (laughs) russ gotta russ gotta chill man and i understand you know i understand he's frustrated i understand it's one of those seasons where you know it seems like he's frustrated with with his inability to perform like he has in the past Mm -hmm. be it injury be it he's in his own head um but that was an obvious foul like like eric gordon got into his into his shooting space twofold because he got him on the hand on the way up but he also didn't give him the room to come down either which are both were quite obvious and you would think if you miss one you miss the hand check foul right you miss the slap of the hand Mm -hmm. but you see that there's obviously no room for him to come down at and he's in the body and nothing and 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 i had noticed the refereeing they were quick to the whistle from start to start to finish both ways there was just no breathing room for these referees. They were yeah. not having any of it, and it was going to be a quick whistle. And and even Russell Westbrook's technical foul wasn't anything demonstrative. It wasn't like he was, you know. The o- most dem- demonstrative part about that was the foul. Exactly. It, it wasn't like he was overly aggressive and pointing and stuff like that. He went over to Tony Brothers and was like, you know, you missed the call. and was just talking. And just a quick tee, I, I, I thought it was also weird. Yeah, I thought so, too, and I thought – you know, I, I think I think Russell gets some of those uh, like historical type tees where they know he's going to come over here and complain, and he know when he's getting frustrated, so they're just going to go tee him up so that he can calm down. But I mean that that works against you. That works against you because he has ten tees now. Yeah, his his uh, reputation precedes him. Yes, and so he's not likely to get the benefit of the doubt like other no, players will. No. And I mean he's he's played in you know he's missed eight games and he has ten. Technical. Yes, that's that's not good. Man. He he's definitely on a pace for a suspension if he doesn't slow down. Definitely, definitely. So okay, so the Thunder they were up by I think about ten. They were up by ten with about four and a half minutes to go. They were playing pretty good in that first in that first in the second quarter. Um, Houston was turning it over. They were scoring off the turnovers. They were you know barreling into the paint. Um, Houston couldn't stop them, um, and so they built up a lead. They built up a ten point lead. But Harden just kept on attacking, man. He they just, were in that second quarter. They were suffocating. The defense as a whole was suffocating. Yeah, the life out of Houston. Turnovers. Paul George's long, lengthy arms. Um, there was a period of time where Harden turned it over. Then Russell ended up turning it over, and then they turned it over again. Mm-hmm. Just back four turnovers, and the defense was suffocating. But again, Harden's relentlessness and his just constant attacking eventually gave him the benefit of the doubts and then you know the rip move foul comes along the yeah. driving to the lane and step back foul comes along the uh, breathe on him and he <laughs> flies back foul came along yeah and, and it's just kind of one of those nights and it wasn't just Harden like like Capella was having a heck of a game also well Austin know. Rivers came on in the second half well in the second half yeah, yeah. but in the second quarter um, Capella was grabbing basically every rebound that was yeah. out there you know he had 14 rebounds by the end of the half um and the matchup between him and Adams was it was great. I mean, Adams had like what he had what was it like twelve points and eight assist. I mean, eight rebounds, um, and then Capella had like twelve points and fourteen rebounds. It was just a real good matchup uh, with two rim run rim running big men um, who who are really start to mature within their own games. You know, they're they're both young. Um, they're both they both just got their you know their first big time extensions. Um, and you know that it was just a great matchup between those two. Now here's the problem: Houston kept on going to Capella, or kept on doing the things that they needed 
to keep Capella in the game in the second half, and Oklahoma City didn't. Um, so that's you know that's one of the main points that I'm going to be hitting on because it just kind of frustrates me sometimes that Adams is Adams is a weapon. Adams is a weapon, and he just has you know the the Thunder for the most part don't use him in the second half of games like they need to, like they should. Um, another thing I noticed was Russ was visibly frustrated after he like he he hit he shot three free throws. He missed the third one in the, in the, at the end of the first half, and he's frustrated. You can tell that it's kind of playing on his mind, the whole yeah. you know lowest free throw percentage of his career type thing. And He's definitely pressing, and that, that missed mm-hmm. third free throw eventually set the tone for the rest of the night because yeah. later on in the second half, he misses some critical, three, some critical free throws there. And uh, it, it's got to be frustrating, especially when you're a guy that's, you know, we're in the 70s and the 80s. And now, you know, and it, and, it, and it's weird because it seems like it stems from the rule change where before he used to walk away from yeah, the free throw gather comeback. Yeah, gather his thoughts, And his that quick change is just he has not been able to get, like, over that hump. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. And it's and we're talking about a guy that he's not shooting, like, 67, 68. No, he's shooting 60%. Like, he's on the cusp of going, behind, you know, under 60% for the season. And for a point guard, you know, we used to – we used to kind of make fun of Rajon Rondo, but uh, you know Russ is kind of on the same boat, man. He's he's not doing too well in that in that field. And uh, as a team in general, in this particular game as well, free throw shooting was just horrible for both squads. Yeah. Uh, the Thunder were fourteen of twenty one, so that's sixty six percent, and Houston was eleven of seventeen, that's sixty four percent. Yeah, it was not it was not a a very good game for the uh, free throw shooting uh, purists of mm. of basketball. Um, so at the at the half, it was uh, sixty to fifty two Oklahoma City, um, and so we move on to the third quarter, and this is where the wheels kind of started to fall off. Um, so, you know, Oklahoma City is known as has been this season one of the or the best third quarter team in the league. Um, unfortunately, that did not go for the Thunder in this game. Um, so they started off like zero for six, zero for seven. At the beginning of the third quarter, they had some terrible turnovers. Just like, Horrible, like yeah. what the heck turnovers? Um, Houston was was bailed by uh, a Dan. What's his name? Daniel Daniel House three pointer. PJ yeah. Tucker three pointer. Yep. Um, by the time we looked at it, it was an eight zero run, and it was a tie game. So it was a tie game. Um, Grant finally hit a little jumper um, there to kind of settle it. You know, kind of stem the tide. Um, but by that point, it had you know this was going to be a game. I think they were on eleven to two run when he finally hit that jumper. Yeah, by that point, this was going to be a game, and this was going to be a back and forth affair, and it turned out to be a back and forth affair. Um, Houston was a lot more aggressive in that third quarter. Uh, they were driving into the basket. There were a lot, of, a lot more ball movement, a lot more um, other people touching the ball, and so that led to some open looks. That led to. Um, more of a feeling of comfort for the other players uh, outside of Harden, and it, it you know it it kind of turned out to be the Thunder's undoing is that these other players started hitting shots and they didn't hit shots, and so it kind of uh kind of fell on them. Yeah, more recently in the last uh, few weeks, the third quarter has basically been Paul George's quarter. That's mm-hmm. usually where it goes off for at least double digits, um, and it just didn't happen for him this game. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, he had a he had an okay third quarter, but it wasn't 
the 19 point third quarter, 17 point qu- third quarter, or the 29 third po- uh, point third quarters that we've seen them explode for. And it was something that was kind of needed mm-hmm. to maintain some momentum for this team because Houston was clearly had a second game plan. They caught their second win in the second half, yeah. um, and they clearly had a different game plan. And I think a, like a 15, 17 point third quarter from Paul George would have at least kept the momentum rolling for the mm-hmm. Thunder to where the fourth quarter would have ended up differently. And don't get me wrong, like the Thunder, you know, after about the first six minutes of the, of the quarter, um, they started being more aggressive. They started getting to the free throw line. Um, but it's just one of those things where, just like I said, the Thunder looked like they were going to go ahead and put together a little run, um, and then Harden would come back and hit a three, get an and one, go to the free throw line, whatever, um, and keep them kind of in the game. Um, and so by the end of the quarter, um, it was 88 to 86 Oklahoma City. So basically any type of lead uh, that the Thunder had had gotten in the first, Houston kept on scoring. You know, it was it was one of those things where – I believe there was like a 6 or 8-0 run. Um, so Diallo scored a layup. Um, then we come back down, get a stop, come back down. Diallo gets fouled. He misses both free throws. And then from that point, Houston goes on a 6 or 8-0 run. And basically, the, the game was over after that. You know, the, basically the game, you know, the Thunder couldn't come back. Houston was hitting threes. Austin Rivers came in. This is his first game as a Rocket, mm-hmm. and he hit two huge three-pointers uh, for the Rockets. James Harden basically controlled the game after that point, and the Thunder tried. You know, the Thunder tried to come back. Yeah. Paul George hit a couple threes. Uh, Westbrook was was doing okay, uh, but it just it, it was for naught. You know, those uh, three-pointers that Austin Rivers came in and hit were crucial three-pointers like you mentioned but they were coming off the heels of big three-pointers made on the other end by Paul George to mm-hmm. kind of bring us down within five Jeremy Grant hit a big Jeremy one. Grant hit one Paul George hit one and right on and on right on the other end you know the ball's moving 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 boom finds an, uh, an open Austin Rivers in the corner yep. kills it yeah kills he any hit momentum. one I think uh Daniel house house hit one um, it wasn't. It wasn't even Harden at the end of it. Harden was was doing the orchestrating, uh, but it was the other guys. It was you know Daniel House. It was um, uh, Austin Rivers. It was those players that were actually beating the Thunder, and the Thunder just could not. They ran out of time. They you know they they just couldn't put together a run to to keep it close and no Christmas Day miracle for us. Um, but it's it's still it's not that bad. It's not that horrible. No. Um, so moving on. Um, as far as the player of the game. All right, and your player of the game is Paul George, uh, who had 28 points, 14 rebounds, two assists, three steals. He shot 10 of 25, not great shooting. Um, he was 4 of 4 from the free throw line, 4 of 9 from 3. Um, you know, he had, a, he had a good day. He didn't have a good first quarter, but after he got past that first quarter, he scored, you know, he scored 26 points the rest of the game. Um, he was heavily involved in other facets of it, getting 14 rebounds, um, three steals. He, he was just, he was just, he's been, he's doing what he's been doing the entire season, which is this, you know, stuff like this is going to make him an MVP candidate by the end of the year. I know there's not a lot of narrative for it yet, um, but I, I believe if he keeps on doing this, if he gets close to, 
you know, maybe like a like a twenty five eight rebound five assist type season that has to garner some sort of like MVP talk. Well, I think uh, especially if you watch the pregame with Michelle Beadle, uh, Jalen Rose, and uh, Paul Pierce, there's starting people are starting to notice. Mm-hmm. Like the talk is starting to happen. They're starting to see like, hey, he's playing with a guy who's about to could potentially average a third consecutive season of triple doubles, mm-hmm. and yet he's still putting up career-high numbers in every single category. Yeah. Every category that he's playing in is up. Points, rebounds, seals, assists. He leads the league right now in steals. Before this game was at 70, um, and I know he had a few in this game. Um, total steals, you mean? Total steals, yes. Yeah. Cumulative steals. So the mo- the the – the ball is starting to roll in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, now we just have to maintain it um, in order to keep that ball to snowball effect yeah. and get by the end of the season that, mo- that, 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 yeah, that, that moment. That's one thing we don't talk about. We always talk about the offensive stats. But Paul George is one of the best two-way players in the game between him and Kawhi. Kawhi is probably in the lead for um, for the MVP um, because – you know, Toronto is is number one in the East, number one in the, in the entire league as far as record wise. Um, but if you're looking at Kawhi, you you almost have to look at PG, right? Um, so this this game kind of leaves the Thunder at tw- it leaves the Thunder at 21 and 12. Uh, they're still in third place um, as far as them battling for first. They you know they've gone down by about a game and a half. Um, but yeah, they're still in the thick of things. There's you know they got a game coming up on Friday. Um, they are still in the thick of things, um, so don't stress Oklahoma City. Don't, <laughs> don't start to be like, oh no, here we go. You know, things happen like this. We start playing tougher teams. You're gonna win some of them. Some of them. You're gonna lose some of them. Um, but you know, let's let's keep the faith up. Keep it up. Uh, but nonetheless, your player of the game, Paul George. What does that mean? Do I get? Do I get anything? Do I win? <laughs> I get a bonus. That'll <laughs> be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. All right, so we are not doing a weekly this week. I'm pretty sure Steven told you in the last uh, post-game podcast that we're not doing a weekly this week. Um, so we're going to go ahead and preview the next game, which is the Phoenix game on Friday, um, here on this on this recap. Um, so as far as Phoenix goes, again, they're one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst. They're tied for the worst record. Um, they're last in the West, and but here's the thing: they've they've so they picked up a couple. They picked up Kelly Oubre. They got rid of uh, Trevor Reza, Trevor Reza yeah. uh, in a trade with Washington. Got got you know they cut Austin Rivers, which then went ahead and killed us in this game. Um, but you know the the whole Trevor, I mean the whole Kelly Oubre pickup. I think that works great in their favor. Like, they get a young guy that, you know, Trevor Reza, he's a good on-the-ball defender, but he's not that great as far as a help defender, as far as getting those har- getting those arms in the passing lanes, you know, creating transition opportunities. And as a young team, you want to create transition opportunities because you can run. Yeah, You know, you guys can run. So I think Kelly Oubre does that a lot better. Um, he's still kind of... He's still one of these players that's kind of inconsistent on the offensive end, um, but I think he's a great pickup for them, and I think he kind of pushes them in the right direction. And 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 again, Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson is one of the worst players in the league now statistically. Um, if they got Kelly Oubre to kind of replace that pick, you know, because I think he was the 
was he the second pick or the third pick in that in the draft two or three years ago? Something like that. Something, something like that. Yeah. So he's been a big disappointment. Um, but I think Kelly Oubre comes in. He provides them with that wing, with that small forward um, that's defensive-minded, that can shoot the three sometimes. Um, I think he's a great addition for the team. He makes them a little bit more dangerous, uh, but I still don't think they're dangerous enough to actually pique the Thunder's interest. Yeah, I agree. I agree. A change of scenery from Washington uh, might be a good thing for Kelly Oubre and his development as a whole as an NBA player. Um, I think the youth movement, along with Devin Booker and some of those other guys down mm-hmm. in Phoenix, uh, could potentially be a good thing um, as they're going to want, like you said, to get out and run and basically just play more street ball style basketball just without thinking, just get up and go um, for a future there. And so, yes, Kelly Oubre makes things interesting, but I agree with you, not enough to worry me. Yeah, not too much. Um, so that's Friday. That should be a victory for the Thunder, I'm hoping. Um, we'll see. We'll see. where It's on the road. You know, it's in Phoenix, so you never know how those things go. Uh, but hopefully that should be a game where the Thunder come back. They kind of, you know, they got they got Phoenix coming up, and then they got two games versus Dallas back-to-back uh, to end the year. These are all winnable games. I know Dallas is a tough opponent, and we're playing them twice, and we already played them at home, and they beat us. Um, but it's one of those things where we've had a tough stretch these last couple games, and so maybe these next three games we can kind of, you know, go ahead and kind of find our footing again and kind of put together a nice little run um, to, to end the year. Uh, but outside of that... I want to go ahead and wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can always catch our po- our podcast on Thunderous Intentions. Uh, you can catch it on NowThat'sBasketball.com. You can catch it basically everywhere, anywhere where you get your podcasts. Uh, make sure you subscribe, especially on iTunes. Please leave us a five-star review. That really helps us out with the ratings and with the rankings. Um, but outside of that want you guys to have, again, a Merry Christmas, and you guys thunder up. Happy holidays, thunder up, and Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. filthy animals. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.